COVID-19, lockdowns, protests, riots, murder hornets. 2020 has been loads of fun, hasn't it? Well, let's just throw in a massive scheme to steal Bitcoin from people through influential Twitter accounts for good measure. That's what happened this week, and we've got the details. A Texas man allegedly used $1.1 million in COVID-19 relief funds to buy crypto. Two crypto promoters were found dead in Mexico. And a Japanese banking giant is planning on launching their own stablecoin in 2020. Finally, the non-fungible token world was shaken again as the Joe Exotic parody set of Garbage Pail Kids sold out in just one hour. It was that bitch Carol Baskin that done it. We've made it halfway through 2020, and we've also made it to the third anniversary of Bad Crypto. Well, almost. So welcome to our Bad News, episode number 427 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? remember when Mr. Travis Wright and I had an idea. They said, hey kids, let's put on a show. And that was three years ago today. It is July 16th, 2020. And on July 16th, 2017, the idea for the Bad Crypto Podcast was born. And you're here to celebrate with us. I'm Joel Com. I'm Travis Wright. And this is the third anniversary episode, although we didn't mention it in the show title. Well, it's a it's the third anniversary of the birth of the idea, but it was two days later that we released the first episode. Yeah, so and the next episode's coming out, it'll be coming out like next Tuesday or something, right? So this, right. Is, this uh, is it. No, Sunday. Sunday night. So it'll okay. be through on the nineteenth. It'll be three years and one. Okay, I guess that'll technically be the deal. Maybe we do an NFT for that since it's a three-year anniversary. You want to build another NFT now? We are so deep into making NFTs. Well, we haven't made NFTs for just the bad crypto folks in a while, not just a specific bad crypto one. Well, we just did one for Blockchain Heroes. Just I know we've done a lot for Blockchain Heroes, but the last time we've done just a specific uh, bad crypto one was... You know what? You make what you want. You, you do whatever you want to do, and if you build one... I will tell people where they can get it. Okay, that's good. We'll do one. We'll do one on. Uh, that's a it's a it's a birthday anniversary gift from us to you. Are we going to do it on uh, on wax then? What do you think? It's probably uh, well, easier. I mean, it's kind of where we've been going, and um, I don't see yeah, why not. It costs too much. Uh, uh, it costs too much gas on uh, Ethereum, so wax is a better solution. So maybe Ethereum eats too many beans. I think that's true. Too much gas. Actually, really interesting. I was going to purchase um, an NFT earlier for one dollar on Ethereum blockchain, and the gas fee made it six dollars. It was five dollars in gas. I'm like, what? That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's why Ethereum is dying when it comes to NFTs. All the big NFT projects are moving off of Ethereum onto other platforms, and so we saw the. We saw the light. We saw the light. Well, we I moved think to wax. There's still hope for Ethereum and NFTs, but we need this, you know, Ethereum 2.0 um, and, and proof of stake and proof of 
potatoes with your steak and all that good stuff. Uh, you know what we're proving to be very um, good is that a lot of you are emailing us to say, I went to eToro, I set up an account because I'm a U.S. citizen and you told me you guys would send me $50 in Bitcoin. I've sent a lot of you $50 in Bitcoin this week because you followed the simple instructions at badco.in forward slash eToro. And what was really easy for me to send is I just went into Mr. Travis Wright's wallet. I hacked it and I got his Bitcoin and I'm sending it to you. Mm, I was wondering where that went. Yeah. So is that that trickle down economics? That's it trickled right into <laughs> my wallet. Well, I like $50 in Bitcoin. So we and we like you guys to have it as well. So if you like $50 in Bitcoin, you should probably go to badco.in forward slash eToro or just go to bad crypto and click on the uh, the banner that we have right there at the top of the page that goes to the same place. That'd be fantastic. All right. We got a lot of news to cover. So let's get into it. Taking a look at the CoinGecko website, coingecko.com, timestamp July 16th, 2023, 15 p.m. Mountain. Mountain? It's a mountain standard time here. Not to be confused with them, their Pacific standard time. The crypto market caps, $273.5 billion. Bitcoin, 91.12. Ethereum, 232. Tether, $1. XRP, 19 cents. Bitcoin Cash, 222. Uh, Cardano, 12 cents. Chainlink made a move this week, $8.35. Bitcoin SV, 172. Litecoin, $42. And in the number 10 spot is CRO, the crypto.com coin at 14 cents, pushing Binance down one slot this mm. week. Oh, I bet they're angry about that. So mad. Oh. Now, I remember this last couple of weeks we've been talking about joking about the Elrod Hubbard coin. Yeah. Well, well you've been joking. I've been I going, why? Yeah, well, it's Elrond D, E-R-D, up 101% this week, 24-hour volume, 44 million. It's up to the 47th coin overall. I still have no idea what it does. We probably ought to look at that. Swiss Borg, uh, which is, is not cheese and is not a robot, uh, up almost 44%. Divi. <laughs> Wait, it's neither cheese nor a robot, but it is a cheese robot. Yeah, but it's a cheesy robot. I am your cheesy. cheese robot. I mean, you like your cheesy jokes. Provolone Monster or Roquefort. <laughs> okay. And then Divi is up 42%. So Come Divi, on. Divi is, uh, it, it popped over seven cents this week. Up at it, one point. It, it almost, no, it hit eight cents. It hit eight cents? My, my, my. So those of you who uh, were listening to Bad Crypto when Divi was a third of a penny, you're probably pretty happy with that. Uh, Algorand was up 41%. At Lend token up 37%, A Link up 32%. Well, look at this. Ave, Ave, Ave Link, and Ave Lend. Those are all tokens that are in the top 100 and they're all attached somehow. So that's an ecosystem we need to take that, a look uh, at. Is that Ave Lincoln? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ave, Ave Link. A A V E is the, is the token. Chain Link up 29% and uh, Hyperion up 23%. Interesting to see some of these. Who are the big losers this week, Mr. Joe Com? Uh, well, Dogecoin is number one, down 38%. Of course, there was the pump because uh, we covered this on last week's news. You know, TikTok users were saying, go buy Dogecoin. Well, I'll be rich. And it went on a massive run. Uh, it's just sitting under 0 0.003 right now. So, uh, but, you know, it's fallen this week. Then you've got Uma. Uma's down 20%. 
Ren, Nexo, Coin, Verge, Compound, Zero X, Thorchain, Zilliqua, all down this week. Uh, but Thorchain, finally down. A, a whole lot of sideways movement for Bitcoin this week. Although our first story from our friends at Cointelegraph.com uh, say that the crypto winter could really be over as new Bitcoin starts to bloom. So why why are they saying this? So somebody's charting, you know, is the crypto winter thaw finally over? I've thought it's been over for some time. I mean, crypto winter was when we were down to 3,500 and, and then around 6,000 or so. Um, I thought when we started seeing the move back up to 9 and 10, that that was clearly a sign that the crypto winter was over. But I guess we're still talking about this. Well, you know, we also had an interview today with a dude from unlisted.io, and he was saying that there's the potential, there's a switch where there's a potential where it could go all the way down to 5,000 or pop upward. And so it's like, it's going to, it's going to get through one of those zones is like, it's either going to go down and maybe hit 5,000 or it's going to start making its upward movement. So we look at this, we say, oh, crypto winter could be over as new Bitcoin starts to bloom. It could also say crypto winter could not be over as old Bitcoin starts to go down. I mean, it's just, here's, it's just opinion stuff right here. Right? There's so many factors that figure in here, right? You've got what's in the news, right? Hacks are sensationalized, even though the blockchain itself is not hacked. There are people that are hacked and people make mistakes and lots of money can be lost in the crypto world, just like it can in the traditional financial world. You've got the traditional financial world. What are they doing? What is the big money that's been sitting on the sidelines doing? Uh, what are the developments in blockchain that are being adopted by governments, by Fortune 500? What are the uh, the unpredictables, the unforeseen? You know, the look what happened to the stock market when the lockdowns hit. You know, now it's, it's, it's coming back pretty strong. Bitcoin took an initial hit, but it bounced back pretty quickly. So there's the uncertainties and how much of, you know, the world economy uncertainties play into the future of of bitcoin so many questions and so many unpredictables well it's uncertain and unpredictable mr joe com so it many is. by the way speaking of uh the markets going up and down i don't know travis if you've been watching gold and silver at all but gold is back to 1800 and silver is over 19 dollars an ounce so those are actually both up from when the markets collapsed and when Bitcoin went down from COVID. Mm -hmm. If you if you had your money in either the stock markets, um, crypto, Bitcoin in particular, or precious metals, you would actually be profitable on precious metals at this moment. Please wake me up when uh, silver is over $40 because that, that's what that, you bought that, it at. Yeah, I bought, well, from 30 to 40 is when I bought a lot of it, when I should have been buying Bitcoin at around a dollar. I'm, I'm really good at this investment stuff. You should totally listen to me. You should just hodl, Trav. Just, just, <laughs> just hodl. This is why I like, I'm not a good trader either. Um, I do a little bit, but it, it's not like some of these guys that are watching the charts mm -hmm. and trying to bank on the moment. I mean, we have no idea, gang. I mean, three years into doing this, we definitely understand a lot more about blockchain and the crypto world, but we are no better at financial advising <laughs> now than we were then when we also mm -hmm. weren't financial advisors. Well, in 2011, that was right after the, the crash, right? And I'm looking at this going, the economy is going to crash. I need silver to be able to, to live. And so that was my sort of thought process was that 
because the whole digital currency. I mean, I, 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 as I said, I mine Bitcoin, but I, I still know I didn't have any Bitcoin buddies and I didn't really get it. I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a novelty thing. Interesting. But silver, I know I'm going to need that in my hands. And um, then the value just tanked over time. Sad news for Travis. So according- bad news show with a little bit of sad news this piece from William Suberg at Cointelegraph, uh, Ethereum is trading as its highest since before the March coronavirus crash, but data suggests that investors have little interest in holding the second largest crypto by market capitalization. So Ether exchange balances remain high, Bitcoin balances have dropped. So people are hodling more Bitcoin than Ethereum. Right, people are looking, and, and this makes a lot of sense, especially after re-listening to our interview with Max Kaiser from uh, a, a week ago, where he said, uh, "You get rid of all the crap coins, right? All the voodoo out there, and ninety percent of the market is Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the king daddy of the cryptos, and the fact that people want to hold their Bitcoin rather than trade it makes a lot of sense." Yeah, if you have not listened to that episode. With Max Kaiser, I think that's one of the best episodes that we've done in a long time. I mean, I, maybe the best one in 2020, maybe one of the best ones ever. And it's just, it's I've listened to it twice uh, since the show's gone out. And I've sent it off individually to a lot of different people that are in my circle. And I'm like, hey, you need to hear this one. There are some serious red pills that he drops and some explanations in there that really get your noggin going. So if you've not listened to that yet, I believe it's what, 425, 426? five or six six it was the last episode oh it's the last episode yeah so for backco.im forward slash four two six yeah you want to listen to that that was good stuff yeah especially the ukulele serenade at the end uh travis the extra, egg, extra ukulele with joel and his friend <laughs> are you watching tesla at all twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollars a share is what tesla is going for that makes tesla's market cap 30 percent larger than bitcoin and so if you were um, investing in tesla you you were beating bitcoin like crazy in fact this article says 30-day realized volatility for bitcoin drops to its lowest level because it's moving sideways but tesla is just like And, and there's it's not that tesla is any more valuable than any other you know car company necessarily it's all based on pure hype and speculation yeah, it is. It has gone up from the middle of March. It looks like it was just a little bit below four hundred, and here and here it is in July, and it's over almost fifteen hundred. That is, that is crazy. That is that is so much growth. That's eleven hundred. I mean, you've literally, you know, you've almost four times your money if you bought Tesla at that four hundred dollar range, and. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people like Elon Musk. I think he's a smart dude. But, I mean, a lot of this, is, as you said, a lot of it is just hype. Uh, I could see this thing come crashing down big time over time. And um, I don't know. But, again, not a financial advisor. Who knows? I thought I thought Amazon right. was eventually going to come down, and Amazon just keeps on going. I was like, dude, it's really high. It's got to go down. Nope. And just keeps and, on and going Apple, up. And, so, and, and Apple. You know, not alone. There's others. And so it's always like in the moment we look at it, like if you would have looked at Tesla at $400 when it was after the uh, the COVID crash, you would have been like, man, that's still too much. Mm-hmm. Well, it went from 900 to 400 in about a month and a half and then went from 400 to 1500 
in about three and a half months, four months. That's crazy. Well, the big news for the week, Mr. TW, was what happened on Twitter and the hack attack. Uh, essentially, this article on Inc., and we've got a number of articles that talk about this and all the issues surrounding it. If you go to badcode.in forward slash 427, you can get links to all of them. This one on Inc. says, Twitter's nightmare scenario just came true. The only thing worse was the company's response. There's been a massive breach of verified accounts that happened. Um, this happened on Wednesday night. And what, I don't know if it's Inc. calling it a worst case scenario or Twitter calls it a worst case scenario, but a hacker or a group of hackers gained access to several high profile verified blue checkmark accounts and then posted tweets on those accounts asking their followers to make donations to a Bitcoin wallet. Now, we're not talking about myself or Mr. Travis Wright getting hacked. We're talking about Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Kanye West, and President Barack Obama. <laughs> Pretty scary stuff. Twitter locked down the affected accounts. They froze all activity by all verified accounts. So I guess if I had tried to get on at that time, I would have been locked out too. You couldn't reset your password. You couldn't post tweets. The limitations have been listed. But um, the reason they say this happened, according to Twitter's explanation, is that a Twitter employee was social engineered. So basically, somebody convinced an employee of Twitter to somehow gain access to their internal systems and tools. Yep. Yeah, so basically it was on a Discord channel. And uh, from what I've read and the research that I've seen is that the employee got paid two grand. They gave him access to the back end. And so there's these dashboards that Twitter has that they've been denying that they've had. And these dashboards actually uh, allow uh, employees to manually shadow ban trends and shadow ban people. Now, when you go to sh what a shadow ban means is you can basically just eliminate it or if you can send out a tweet, but nobody hears it, right? So you still have your account, but you don't get any of the activity. Now, you can actually check this. There's a website called shadowban.eu. And um, one of the things that people noticed was all of the Trump family, for the most part, was completely shadow banned. Like if you type in Eric Trump or uh, Donald J. Trump Jr., they're completely shadow banned. You can't like so their their tweets get very limited uh, engagement to make people think that nobody cares about what they have to say. But Jack went to Congress and said, no, we don't have anything like this. And then the hackers basically proved that they do have this. Now, this was a social engineering attack. And uh, basically, once they got in and had access to that dashboard, they could go in and reset people's passwords go in and eliminate people's 2FA and then gain access to their accounts. And then what they were doing is like these other articles are showing, like this next article here where Elon Musk, Kanye West, Bill Gates, and uh, they were attacked. And, and basically what they were saying is they were doing that old Bitcoin scam. Send me $1,000 worth of Bitcoin, we'll send you $2,000 worth of Bitcoin for the next 30 minutes or whatever. And here's the address. And then people were sending in Bitcoin, expecting that they were going to, because here it is, Elon Musk said it from his real account. Kanye West said it. Bill Gates said it. Joe Biden said oh, okay. it. Okay. Oh, but who's actually dumb enough? Like, who would, who would 
not see right through that. If you're in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. uh, who's going to be? I'm sorry if this is you. I mean, look, we all make mistakes. I once bought crappy speakers off the back of a truck, so I, <laughs> I get it. But I did. True story. It's 20. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine who did that shit too. I, and I've been stopped multiple times. I'm like, dude, I don't need speakers. <laughs> but these are the best. dude. These are the last ones, and they're amazing. <laughs> and I give you for a deal. Really. Yeah. Let me go to the ATM and get three hundred bucks. Yeah, but but you know who's, who's going to fall for this? Well, dude, Joe Biden from his Joe Biden official one. I'm giving back to the community. All Bitcoin sent to this address below will be sent back doubled. If you send a thousand, I'll send you back two thousand. Only doing this for thirty minutes. Here's the hash. Enjoy. Well, I tell you, two hundred and thirty-two people retweeted it. Two hundred and seventeen comments. Uh, you know, almost 400 likes at the time of this thing was done. So, so far, the criminals that received over 11.5 Bitcoin across these multiple accounts uh, on Twitter yesterday. Well, you know what? If you gave Bitcoin to Joe Biden, I guess you deserved to lose. I mean, it's horrible. But So they didn't get to the president's account. That's interesting. I mean, you'd think if they were going to target anybody, um that would, well, it, it must have been it must have been a, a, a Trump supporter of some sort because they didn't go. It, basically, what they did was they revealed that the why why would Barack Obama and Joe Biden get hacked? But but then they also reveal the fact that the Trump family shadow banned. Who revealed that? Well, that was what was that was part of the process and things got revealed. So I don't know. I'm just assuming that it's a Trump supporter because if not, if it was a grumpy person, they would immediately go after Trump first. That would be the first one they'd go after. Well, so this, uh, you know, the the really bad news. What they're saying is the response from Twitter is bad. Uh, the uh, the writer of this article's opinion is because a verified account on Twitter provides validation that the account does indeed belong to that person it means you can trust that mm -hmm. this person is legit and so here we go uh now you can't even trust verified accounts but of course verified verified accounts are bs anyhow right they don't really care about verifying um the masses that to be who they say they are they care about verifying the people they want to verify and had i not got in um, you know, a long time ago when the verification process first opened, I probably wouldn't be verified. Right. Dude, Max Kaiser's not even verified. No. Right. Like, that's serious. Like, really? He's not verified? There's a lot of other people out there who are not verified. But one thing I will say about this, folks, is I think Jack Dorsey should go to court now because he truly committed perjury. And there is the evidence that they have this dashboard where they can shadow ban anyone and they can they can literally eliminate anybody's point of view that they want at a push of a button. At any employee's whim at a push of a button, they are no longer a social media site. They are a publisher. They, they, are, they are going in and curating content and eliminating points of view they don't want. They should be they should literally be going under. They, there should be some serious retribution for this. Yeah, and actually, you know, this Inc. article says it's the worst case scenario. I think there's a worster case scenario. Worster? Worster, yep. More okay. worst. <laughs> it's a Worcestershire sauce with that. Oh, man, that's okay, bad. I know it's worse, but Worcester sounds funny, and you know I like to wordify mm -hmm. with my things. The worst case scenario is if President Trump leaves Twitter. You think? 
whether you like him or not, yes, that is worst case scenario because he look the stock has only gone up since he's been there. Whether you lo- love him or hate him, he creates so much controversy, and their stock price would definitely be dramatically impacted if he left for another social site because how many millions of people tens of millions of people follow him um and a lot of people are on twitter just to follow mm-hmm. just to just to tweet rage at him yeah. yeah i don't know that's why it's just weird that his didn't his did not get uh get hacked but um there's another article here on cointelegraph that talks about who owns the crypto for health domain behind the twitter attacks so there's data concerning the owner of a website associated with the with the Twitter account hacks that had been leaked online. And so Internet Sleuth, they did their Internet sleuthing and they saw this CryptoForHealth.com website. And uh, they think that's associated with these Twitter hacks. And so they've gone through and it also prompted uh, uh, the, the Winklevi to warn all major crypto Twitter that has been compromised. I know for a while I couldn't tweet at all because they had blocked all verified accounts from being able to tweet. So there was like two hours where I couldn't tweet at all. My favorite thing from the whole deal was uh, Babylon B. They said, well, since verified accounts are blocked right now, you can't get your, you can't get your fake news from CNN. So you'll have to get it from us. <laughs> you know, there's how you solve this problem, gang. 2FA on your, your device. No, they were eliminating two. They had a lot of them had 2FA. The dashboard allowed them to circumvent the 2FA. Oh man. Yeah. That's really scary when even the most secure of security doesn't work. Um, By the way, we're going to be talking in the future. I have switched my uh, phone card, Sim. Did you switch yours yet? Uh, Not yet. I got to get the got a deal to do a deal because uh, my daughter and my accounts on the same thing. And my uh, my phone, my SIM card is unswappable now. Unswappable. You can there's nowhere you can call to swap out the SIM card on my phone. So I can no longer be a victim of SIM hacking. And soon Travis will join that league. And uh, we're going to be sharing with you in the future how to make that work because Mm -hmm. we're going to recommend that you take a serious look at it if you are on any of the major carriers. Yeah. can be SIM swapped. More about that later. That's true. Did you see the hidden messages that were found in the transactions on on the to the Twitter hack Bitcoin address? What does it say? So... The user put a hidden message and transactions there that were associated to that, and there's there was different things. Just read all trans transactions output as text. You take risk when you use Bitcoin for your Twitter game. Bitcoin is traceable. Why not Monero? Mm. You know what would be really funny is if the sleuths tracked these wallet addresses and watched anytime any transaction happens from all the addresses that the the Bitcoin was stolen to. Mm-hmm. And if they were able to track down due to the lack of privacy in Bitcoin and find out who did this. Right. Well, now it's like as of the writing, this was about uh, 18 hours ago. They said that they got about what, a little over 12 Bitcoin to almost 13 Bitcoin. So right about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars that they were able to pull away. Not a bad investment for the two dollar two thousand dollars that they paid. The no. employee. <laughs> it certainly is a, a good commercial for Monero. I mean, because there is more privacy and there is more security to it. Uh, meanwhile, there are those who are encouraging the sleuthers to sleuth. Justin Sun is one of those. He's offering a $1 million bounty if you can locate those who are responsible 
for the Twitter hacks. He said, we're working closely with Twitter to resolve this issue immediately, return our accounts to normal. We're always vigilant in the handling our accounts, operating safely and responsibly, taking security of our accounts to the highest standards possible. This is only fur- this only further illuminates the urgent need for our society to adopt decentralized, trustless software and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media sites that we now use, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, they are necessary evils for now. Necessary because they are where everybody is. Evil because if you don't see it by now, then you are the ostrich with your head buried deep in the sand. But that doesn't mean that we can't find replacements that aren't evil. And I think that this is just a season of time that it's not always going to be like this. And you know what I find is interesting about that whole thing, Mr. Jocom, is that Twitter had its largest hack ever. And, you know, overnight the price went down a little bit, but over the course of the day, it just went back up. It's only down like literally from you from 24 hours. It's only down 1%. Hmm. So it's like, there's no correlation between the fact that those passwords were or that they got hacked and uh, and and actually the price of the stock market. So it seemed to me that the trust of Twitter has been demolished. And here we are. The price of it did not do anything. And, well, uh, you know, who I do know if Justin Sun wants to want that guy who, who took two thousand dollars should probably take up uh, Justin Sun and say, hey, I know who did it. <laughs> right <laughs> he gets to earn twice it's like yeah. I just my two grand one million two thousand dollars oh that dude if he ever gets caught he's going to prison for for sure um and more scamming here mr travis right uh and this is bad news yeah this uh texas man took 1.1 million dollars that he got for covid relief funds to uh to buy crypto so this guy uh, has been charged with fraudulently filing loan applications through the PPE Paycheck Protection Program, uh, saying he was seeking COVID-19 relief, but um, he just decided to use the money to buy crypto instead. He had a couple companies, Texas Barbecue and Houston Landscaping. He claimed that both businesses had numerous employees and hundreds of thousands of dollars in payroll expenses. Uh, but that's not what happened. He took the money, $956,000, 250 and wired them to Coinbase. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do something that stupid and that brazen, you probably ought to leave the country at the same time. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so I'm sending my, and then you're going to send it to Coinbase. Um, okay, get your crypto and then move and then go live on the Cayman Islands or something. I mean, you, you're going to get caught. Uh, and you, I mean, you're going to, and this guy did, and uh, not not a good idea. Not a good idea to brazenly lie, get free money from the Paycheck Protection Program, use it to buy crypto, and not even Monero. You're using it to buy Bitcoin and this other stuff. You're getting caught, dude. That's off, not only that, off the most transparent public exchange, right? I mean, if anybody's reporting to the government, it's Coinbase, right? right? stick within regulations i mean that dude would be getting uh, a, a not a, not a 1099 what a w2 or whatever it is whatever the investment um form is that you get it's so trackable yeah pretty crazy that's crazy uh, mr ron paul's in the news travis why is that well apparently his political director 
Craig Bergman now runs a company called Vortex Blockchain Technologies as the president and the CEO. And he is quietly, he's quietly mining Bitcoin and other cryptos while he catches up on filings from the SEC. He's, he's being very quiet about it, though. Don't tell anybody. We actually have an interview coming up here in the next few episodes. I don't know exactly when it's coming in, but we had a conversation with Nick Spanos. And he did a lot of stuff with Ron Paul. And, you know, that was the entree for him into Bitcoin over time. And he realized that it was such a really interesting and powerful thing. And so, yeah. So, you know, and Ron Paul, he doesn't quite get the technology, but he understands that Bitcoin is uh, is a way to sort of circumvent fiat money. And so it's it's fascinating. You know, people, more and more people are getting it, Mr. Joe Com. They're understanding what it means and why they're doing it. And and as as uh, our, our boy Max Kaiser said, you know, buy Bitcoin. It's the only way to stay sovereign. <laughs> On the other side of the world. Stop your shit coineries, Joe Com. <laughs> yeah. Japan's largest financial institution, the Mitsubishi UFJ Financial Group, is planning to issue the MUFG MUFG token in the second half of 2020. This is big in Japan. They are the, the biggest um, financial institution in Japan, the fifth largest bank in the world. So they're going to be issuing yeah. their own stable coin. You know, I knew this was coming. A friend of mine is a VP at Mitsubishi Muff, Muffug. <laughs> M-M-U-F-G. Check this out. I'm a VP over at Muffug. Um, yeah, we got, we, we, we've been doing things up here at the Muffug. Hope you like it. <laughs> but, yeah, so they were talking about you know, they got really interested in crypto. He was one of the first people to bring crypto to their to their to to them, and they were thinking about it. And uh, yeah, so here they are. They're going to be launching. They're going to be launching this. And um, you know, Japan, a big bank in Japan, doing it. You know, we're talking about a lot of these different countries and different banks doing stuff. Again, these are going to be centralized. That's why you know they're, but they're going to try it, and they're going to realize, ah, oh, maybe we should own Bitcoin because it's decentralized. But you know, it's just things are moving forward. They're pegging it one-to-one -to, -one to the yen. Meanwhile, back on this continent, some bad news for a couple people in Mazatlan, Mexico. Oscar Brito Ibarra and Ignacio Ibarra, two major one-coin promoters. It was a crypto exit scam. Were apparently kidnapped and killed in Mexico uh, this last week. That's not good. Wow. One coin, two dead. <laughs> That'd be the headline. Too soon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So it was a $4 billion crypto exit scam. $4 billion. It was a complete scam. And if that's the case, I mean, here's the deal. If you just scam $4 billion for people and you're on the run and you die, you get killed. I don't know that I have a whole lot of sympathy for you because you just scammed $4 billion, right? Yeah. You're not, maybe you're not the only ones who did it, but you were part of them. You were part of the deal. And you don't want to get murdered in Mexico because that shit is brutal. Like, oh, my God. They, they were found stuffed into suitcases and dumped in a vacant lot. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, and and speaking of, uh, I don't know how to transition to this. Shit coins? Yeah. Uh, Dogecoin <laughs> is not a joke, says okay. the CEO of OKX, Jay Hua. How? How, how do you pronounce that? H A. Ho, 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 how? Jay, how? How? Jay, how? I don't know how. 
to pronounce. It's H-A-O. That would be how. A lot of people are saying, you know, Doge is a joke and it started as a meme coin, right? But, you know, it's just, it's as legit as any other altcoin right now. People actually use Dogecoin, right? They tip each other with it all the time. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun project and they use micropayments with Doge. And it was one of those first ones. Yeah, it, it was it was a uh, a fork of Litecoin back in 2013. And I remember I'm, I remember seeing when Dogecoin was created, and I was laughing. And the price of it was so low. And over time, if you got into Dogecoin really early and kept holding it, you know, you could have made a small fortune with that, even though it was a joke. But uh, it's sort of like a penny stock, you know. And uh, and so last week they had this thing where TikTok. It was a TikTok campaign. We talked about it. The person said, hey, let's all get rich. Dogecoin's practically worthless. There's 800 million TikTok users. Invest just 25 bucks. Once the stock hits a dollar, you'll have 10 grand. Boom, let everybody you know. But it's not a stock, and it is a classic pump and dump, as evidenced by it as one of the top coins that were the biggest down this week. Mm-hmm. Doge downer, much sad. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that being what it is, uh, you know, if you invest in Doge and you win, then then good on you. Now, if you invest in NFTs and you win, even gooder on you. And if you are one of the people that got into the first first Garbage Pail Kids launch a couple months ago on the Wax blockchain and you got packs and cards, you could have made a whole lot of money. Well, I think speculators um, that that would be a repeat drove another huge success this week as tops launched the uh, gpk goes exotic it's the tiger king parody spoof cards done garbage pail kids style that um they offered more than twice as many cards travis two hundred forty thousand mm-hmm. cards in the series as opposed to 110,000 of the gpk series one uh, and they sold out in an hour, an hour. Yeah. Well, there was there was some challenges with this that I think that they're definitely going to be working on moving forward. And so our launch of uh, Blockchain Heroes will should go a little smoother. I mean, there was so many people in the queue trying to buy cards that I mean, the official sale went on. The official sale was starting at noon Eastern. I got on at eight minutes after noon Eastern, and already all of the all of the the big packs, the mega packs were gone because they opened it up 30 minutes early for the Telegram group for people who had a password. And those people just hoarded them all. And it ended up becoming a a bad experience for a whole lot of people. I ended up getting my charges that I bought for the coins eight minutes after the official launch, all those, all that money got refunded. Mm. So I didn't get any cards. Uh, Although I had a friend of mine, Mr. Matthew Marcus, shout out to him. Who, uh, who, a good friend of mine here in Kansas City, he went ahead and he said, he messaged me up and said, oh, you didn't get any? He's like, oh, dude, I got like 25. Let me sell you some at face value. So that was cool. And then I went into the secondary market so I could just open them up and test them out. But it was very frustrating for a whole lot of people. So that's one of the things is that, you know, there's a balance. You want the sale to go well. You need to, There needs to be a cap on some of it so these big whales can't come in and buy them all. There's got to be some mechanisms in place to ensure that everybody because it's it's much better for the ecosystem if like a couple thousand people have them more than just you know a couple hundred people having all of them and so i think that was that was a challenge but we're very we're very early in this whole game 
and this whole industry. So there's a lot of learnings to be found, Mr. Joel Conway. There are. And, you know, here's the real disappointing thing for those that were looking to invest is the secondary market for these cards is very small. And there, it's not commanding the uh, the high prices that the first set did. But, you know, look what they did. They made in the first set, they had 41 cards with A and B variations of, you know, yep. different names. In this set, they had 15 cards with A and B variations. So, yeah. you, you know, can see, you can see this coming, Mr. Joel Com. I could see this coming. I was like, so. I was like, wait a second. So if you buy just a few packs, like when you open up your first few packs, you already had a couple of sets of of the you know the total fifteen A and B, and you had the, the the prism sets A and B. Then the more you opened up, you had multiples. Whenever there's forty one A and forty one B, the way it was with the first set, like it's harder to get that complete set. So the secondary market was driven by people who were trying to complete their sets. Now you open up a few packs, you have the whole set. And then you don't need to buy any more cards. And so there's no secondary market because there's no scarcity within them. And then I think a lot of people were disappointed in the Tiger Claw variation. That was pretty cheesy. That wasn't sexy. Um, you know, they had their Prism one from last time, but they probably should have kept the Sketch version because that was, you know, and I did like the Tiger Border. The Tiger Border one was a new one, but the, the, the Tiger Claw one is cheesy. I don't think I've seen any Tiger Claws sell on the secondary market yet. And those are supposed to be like, the second most rare variation. Well, I'll tell you, if you enjoy collecting Garbage Pail Kids cards, then these are exact, they delivered on it, right? Mm -hmm. This is what they are. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm not talking, obviously, but I am hodling some cards. Um, you know, I don't think that personally investing in cards is necessarily, you know, if you invest in a, in a piece of art, I get that, you know, nifty gateway sells, you know, art, super rare sells art. Totally get that. I'm, I'm not sure looking at collectibles like this as an investment is a smart idea, but this is why what we're developing, Travis, is really all about the, the passion and the love for what we're doing. Like the cards that we're creating for blockchain heroes, we you know, we fanboy over the stuff we're creating and, and we hope that others, you know, are going to like them as well. And it turns out uh, they are. Oh, by the way, before I forget, in the show notes is a link to an interview we did with Evan Vandenberg, uh, who is with Wax. And we talked to him um, after the launch, after the Tiger King series sold out and asked a lot of great questions. And so uh, if you'll go to our show notes, badco.in forward slash 427, you can go hear from him uh, what he thought about the launch, what they did right, what they did wrong. And ultimately, you got to give props to uh, to Tops and to Tobin Lent, who was uh, you know on our show here a couple weeks ago, because he's the one who pushed for more cards in this series they wanted to push the envelope and it's a huge win as far as tops is concerned right i think you know well it's all as he said it's all them experimenting and testing now i think that if they had come in with series two with two hundred and forty thousand cards that that's probably a very good idea with these tiger tiger king cards going for two two hundred going for more than double the amount of cards in this set with less than half of the about a third almost a third of the cards variations i i just think it's that was just too big of a jump it's almost like it's almost like with with the odds that they had here is almost like they printed a million cards 
if it had been series one. It was if they had gone series one with a million, that you would have had about the same odds like what you did with this Tiger King thing here. You buy a few packs, boom, you had your whole set. There's no need to do a secondary market. But they made over $200,000 in an hour. Uh, this whole nifty world is just so fascinating to us. And the, the deeper we get in, the more we realize that this is, you know, where we want to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. we love crypto and uh, we're not leaving the space and we're not leaving this podcast. But we do uh, another show called The Nifty Show every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And we invite you to join us for this Friday show live. You can see us on nifty.show forward slash theta or nifty.show forward slash YouTube. Um, and we're going to have the Cockfosters, Duncan and Griffin, or at least one of them. I think they're both going to be joining us tomorrow. because Wait, Maybe one Cockfoster, maybe two Cockfosters. They're Nifty Gateway. And um, it's going to be a really interesting talk. And, of course, you guys being able to join us live, the format of the show is more relaxed. And we take some questions from those that are, you know, in the uh, the room watching with us. You could also go to your podcast player and subscribe to the audio version. Um, and we encourage you to do that. And we appreciate when you do that. But it's really fun when uh, you can come and see what we're talking about as well. Yeah, because they run, they run Gifty. What is it? Nifty Gateway. I said Gateway. Gifty. Gifty, gifting gifty Nateway. Yes, the gifting Nateway. And uh, the, the, the Gemini uh, Exchange acquired them. So the Winklevi acquired uh, – the, the only other company that they've acquired is also run by twins. So I don't know if that's their uh, – I don't know. Joel and I are twins if they're looking to, looking for a podcast, right? <laughs> a twin position. <laughs> a twin position. A twin uh, Yeah, yeah. Nice. You know what I realized, Mr. Jocom? I was watching a. Uh, I was. This is all banter here. I was watching the um, this amazing A and E biography about Chris Farley. Chris Farley passed away in '97. He was actually born. Like his birthday is right around your birthday. Huh. Like he's in '64. So he's like 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 uh, same age. You're the same age as Chris Farley, which is crazy. Oh, there you go. That's and I just thought that was interesting. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Because I realized, like, oh, you're born in 64. Oh, it's the same age as Chris Farley. Dude, Chris Farley's been dead for 23 years. Can you believe that? God, that guy was so funny. I love Chris Farley. He was very funny. Uh, you know what's not funny is our next speaker because it's not about it, – they're not about making funny. They're about making money. And it's our friends at MobyPay.io. If you guys, they just updated the website. In fact, they've been working on doing a new release. If you go to MobyPay, M-O-B-I-E Pay.io, they have a reward system, a loyalty system that they're working on, so everybody can participate in this new uh, global ecosystem that includes both cryptocurrencies and fiat and cashback and rewards. MobyPay.io. You can still sign up for the beta and get $10 in free MBX tokens. And we encourage you to do exactly that. And we also encourage you to join the Blockchain Heroes community. Uh, every Wednesday night, we do a live community meeting on Zoom. And we had three, last night, Wednesday night, we had three times the number of people that we've had in the previous week's meetings. So Steam is building. Uh, the people that were there loved everything we showed them. Each week we reveal certain cards and variations, and uh, we still got more to reveal. If you're not on the notification list, go to bcheroes.com. 
bcheroes.com. Put your email in. We only email you about the project. And join our Telegram. It's very vibrant, very active. T.me forward slash BC Heroes. We're really excited about this project. Travis and I, here we are three years in. Uh, you know, we, we're really excited that we've been able to make a dent, albeit a small and a bad one in the podcast world of crypto. But we really we want to help lead the way into the future and we want to take you all with us. So, uh, Travis, are we going to do an NFT in the next episode then? Yeah, let's do an NFT. It's a third year anniversary. I'll put a little bad crypto three. Uh, maybe some celebratory sort of. It'll probably look like a like a hive, like we're doing with the but the uh, blockchain heroes. I'll do a little something with that. Like make a it look celebratory. Hive. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave you to uh, do your. I'm gonna make a white one. I'm gonna make a white one with a bad crypto logo on it, and then a three, and then a, maybe a picture of our faces on it or something. Maybe the dates. Maybe you know from uh, July 2017, July 2020. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And rest in peace. Well, <laughs> no, it's not a eulogy. <laughs> it's commemorative. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, commemorative. Okay, I remember that. That's good. Uh, so tune into the next episode to find out how you get that. There's people now that, like, they see these NFTs we've released before. And like, how did you, you get that? And they're like, well, you had to listen to the show. You know, it's like our little uh, it's our little bait. It's our bait and our switch. Mm-hmm. You know? To, like, to- I want one of those. How do I get one of those? And I'm like, sorry, you get nothing. That's like- for you and like it but we appreciate you guys thanks for listening thanks for going with us on this journey please do subscribe and review and um we appreciate you still even after the last time i said it after all these years we still love you crazy people so very much all right gang catch you on the next episode It'll be sunday night and in fact let me just do a quick little diggy mcdiggers here and i can tell you exactly who our guest is going to be for episode oh 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 this is great travis this is uh, episode 428 that's going to come out on sunday is um is influencers in the the, oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the crypto space we talked to uh, ashton addison from crypto coin show we talked to rice crypto uh we talked to um uh, the wild west crypto guys uh we talked to Terran southern this yep. is gonna be a mishmash of super cool oh, yeah we were gonna talk to ken bosak but he took a nap <laughs> hey you got a nap <laughs> no wait we're gonna talk to ken bosak but he got high <laughs> because he got high because he got high because he got high uh, stay bad everyone The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.